Surely the Most High is in this place. This is none other but the house of the Most High. For the Most High is in his holy temple. Let all of the earth keep silence before his presence. For I will bless the Most High at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Most High Almighty with me, and let us exalt his name together. Oh, taste and see that the Almighty Yah is good. Blessed is the man that continues to put his trust in him. I was glad when they said unto me, Come and let us go unto the house of the Most High. Peace and blessings be upon each and every one of you again. I'm so delighted to have you to join us again today on this, another beautiful Sabbath day. Now let us prepare our hearts and minds for our invocation, our doxology, our devotional, and then our first selection, and then I will be back with brief pastoral observations. So I'll be able to greet all of you individually, as many of you as I can. Let us pray. O gracious and eternal Abba, Father Yah, we thank you for this another day. We beseech thee with gratitude and thanksgiving in our hearts. We come before you with praise. We come before you with jubilation and celebration. Thank you for strengthening us where we are weakened, for building us back up where we have been torn down by bitter blows of life. We ask of thee for forgiveness for all of our wrongdoings that we've committed against you, ourselves, and our fellow man in thoughts, deeds, and in words. Whether we were ignorant of it or whether we were aware of it, but we succumb to the darknesses of our sinful dysfunction. We thank you for giving us another chance to reconcile with thee and with ourselves. As always, we pray that we would be administered to through your Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, both in song and in sermon. Bless all of those that are listening. Bless all of those that will listen later on. For it is in your holy, majestic, and righteous name we do pray and we celebrate thee now. Amen. And now let us prepare for our doxology. And then our devotion, again, our first selection, and then brief pastoral, pardon me, observations. And we'll be back in a moment. Sister Shirley.
among the nations. Let the people praise thee, dear God. Let all of the people give you praise. Let nations be glad and sing with joy. Thou shalt judge righteously. And God, even our own God, shall bless us. The Lord shall bless because the Lord has blessed. And the Lord is blessing us right now. All ends of the earth stand in awe in holy reverence to him. We are blessed and privileged to be in service. One more time. God has been good. Through it all, we've learned to trust in God. Thank God today I know that I'm not here because of my own ingenuity, but because of God's grace and goodness towards me and toward you are we here. Join in now and let us praise God.
one of them mother would say, we done bowed again, calling on your name, oh Lord, we done bowed again. Somebody go over there would say, It's the Lord's blessing that we now enjoy. Are y'all singing? Oh, I know y'all. It's the Lord's blessing that we now enjoy. Then somebody would say,
Ernestine Williams said, I just keep on telling you.
And all of the people said in unison, Amen. We pray that during the song service, you were administered to, uplifted, and inspired through the prayer, the doxology, the devotion, and that first selection entitled, Yes, the Most High is Real. Allow me at this time to greet all of you individually. I see uh, Brother Barron, our deacon, is with us today. I see Lady Maul is with us today. Elder and Sister James and Brother Sam, Brother Jason, Sister Earlene. I even saw a dear friend of mine who has become family, and that is the person of Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Chitara uh, McClendon. And this wonderful young lady is the mother of my beautiful God babies. And I just discovered yesterday was my Godson's born day. So on behalf of myself and the rest of our virtual church family, happy belated born day to you, my precious Godson. I pray the most high blessings will be upon you throughout the whole of your life. I'm proud of you already. May Yah richly continue to bless you and keep you. And I hope that uh, the, the uh, entire McClendon family is um, uh, doing well. My godson just turned two years old. He's two years old now, and he has gotten so big, and I'm very, very proud of him. I'm proud of his sister as well. So, peace and blessings be upon Chi-Chi, her husband, and my beautiful God babies. May y'all bless you and keep you, and keep them in your prayers also. Keep them in your prayers also. Yeah. Keep them in your prayers also. And it's good to see Lady Marla back with us uh, today. She has been undergoing some challenges as well. So we thank and praise the Most High for her return as well. Good to have you with us again. I think I saw um, a young Myron. Little Miss uh, Nola and Olivia. I'm happy to see the three musketeers uh, back with us as well. And um, I think, uh, what else? Let me collect my thoughts. Yeah, good to see all of you back with us again. Um, Brother John, I see you snuck in here and got a reaction. Thank you so much. Um, 
Keep Sister Earlene in your prayers also as well. She's under, there's a lot of people that's going through some challenges. Um, everyone from uh, Lady Marla, uh, the McClendon family, um, Sister Earlene, and many others. Keep them in your thoughts and in your prayers and your meditations as well. And allow me to congratulate uh, Elder James on his uh, temporary position as interim pastor of a church. Uh, I received word that uh, he is the interim minister of a church until the elected uh, senior minister is, um, is, is well enough to return back to his post and his station. He's very, very ill at the moment. And uh, hopefully he will be able to come back. But until then, uh, keep him in your prayers also and keep uh, Elder James in your prayers as well. Next month, actually next Sabbath, as a matter of fact, Next Sabbath, April 1st, ironically enough, will be the beginning of our spring revival. So each Sabbath, I believe there's five Saturdays in this month, so each Saturday is going to be our revival. And I'm going to be delivering all five messages of our revival. So, let us prepare our hearts and our minds for our um, our revival. Because if there was ever a time where we need reviving, most high knows, most high knows is that time. It's all right, and, and you know what? Uh, uh, um, allow him to, to, to get in contact with me anyway because I want to personally congratulate him as well. See, whenever you find somebody that's doing that's doing great and the Most High is blessing them, you celebrate them. You don't put them down. You don't get envious of them. You celebrate them. You give them their just due. I can't stand it when people, you know, they they find they've achieved something so great and you have people that's so envious of them. That's an inferiority complex. That's what jealousy is. But we don't do that over here. If anything, I teach all of you, or at least I try to teach you, listen, whenever you find somebody that's, that is uh, in a new position or they have a blessing, yeah, whenever the Most High blesses them, you celebrate them. That's what you do. You celebrate them. And you find out if you can, 
what their winning formula is. So that way, when you discover what that formula is, that winning formula is, you can apply it to your life. And when somebody asks you, how do you get there after when they sincerely congratulate you, you give it to them. See, it's not always about being blessed alone. Sometimes, if not all the time, you are blessed to be a blessing to somebody else if you can. It's good to be blessed. It's wonderful to be blessed. Enjoy your blessings. Count your blessings, yes. But don't forget, in the process of being blessed, be a blessing as well, especially if it's in your power to be a blessing. All right. But uh, again, congratulations to Elder James. And uh, I pray the most I be with him in his new assignment. After a while, he's going to be senior pastor. I ain't going to have no associate minister no more. <laughs> but that's a good thing. Uh, we, we celebrate him. We congratulate him. And we wish him all the best. Yeah. And uh, don't forget, and I, and I do apologize for getting off track, but uh, beginning next Sabbath, next, next month, next, next Saturday, next Sabbath, our five days of revival. It is our spring revival, and I'm going to be preaching each Sabbath, so get ready for that. And I want to forewarn all of you. There are some things and some issues we've got to get addressed. Plain and simple. We can't go around it. We can't stop. We, have to, we can't continue on ignoring it. See? That's how it is. So prepare your hearts and in your minds for next month. All month long. You won't hear me say a word. See? And don't forget, uh, Wednesday evening, our Bible study, we will continue on our fantastic lesson on the benefits of biblical fasting. And let me tell you, teaching this lesson has been absolutely fantastic. I have gained strength and enlightenment from teaching this, and I pray that those of you that have been tuning in to our virtual Bible study, you too have been um, getting something out of the lesson. Anything else before we um, we proceed on? So once again, don't forget Bible study will commence this Wednesday evening between 7.30 at eight and 8 o'clock. Um, we will continue on. This is part three of the benefits of biblical fasting.
So you don't want to miss that. Don't forget, next month, April 1st, not April Fool's Day. As Brother Jason has said, it's not April Fool's, but April's, April's blessings in the new year. So we're getting ready to have our spring revival beginning next Saturday. First day in April. All five Sabbaths. Don't worry, I'm going to be delivering the message. And I'm getting ready to share some things with you. See, I'm about problem solving. I'm not about focus on problems. I'm focused on solutions to the problems. People enjoy problems too much. I'm, I'm too busy trying to enjoy solving the problem. See? All right. Uh, Brother Barron, our deacon, has just made the announcement and he says uh, on Sunday, May the 14th, that's Sunday, May 14th, uh, he and his wife's uh, business, their lounge, is going to be celebrating Mother's Day and by giving them free dinner for the followers of our uh, group and our gospel page yeah so um, what I'll do is or what brother Baron will do I'm going to make sure that brother Baron gets out all the information needed so uh, leading up to uh, the 14th uh, their business the night lounge I believe the, the lounge uh, with he and his wife are going to have a Mother's Day's dinner and the Mother's Day dinner is going to be free for all of the followers that's in our uh, group page. So uh, get ready for that. Thank you, Brother Deacon, for your announcement. And if you are living in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, swing by. It's time to patronize our own. It's time to patronize our own. We patronize everybody else. Patronize your own. All right. So patronize your own. That's May 14th, Raleigh, North Carolina. Their business is going to be having a Mother's Day dinner. And the Mother's Day dinner will be free. For all of you that are in the Raleigh, North Carolina area and you follow our group or you are in our group. All right. May the Most High richly bless you and keep you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it's time for the Him of preparation. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound.
more time. Just one more time. have a moment of prayer oh gracious and eternal father we once again beseech thee for it is time again for the preaching moment thank you for this moment thank you for assigning me to stand in John's shoes and proclaim thy truth, thy reality, to a dying and fallen world. My prayer is supplemental, in that I ask of thee to loosen the knot and remove the knot in my tongue. Allow me to be used as thy earthen vessel, Proclaim the truth for all to be able to hear it. Anoint our minds to remember and memorize, our hearts to believe and live by. 
our ears to hearken to your Holy Spirit now. Bless this preaching moment. Remove any and all distractions. For it is in your holy name we pray. Amen. For the benefit of those of you that have your Bibles, I call your attention today to the, to the gospel, the Angel of the book of St. Matthew. The book of Matthew, St. Matthew, the 16th chapter. I'm going to begin presenting my case and my argument at verse 26. Again, the book of St. Matthew. The 16th chapter. I'm going to once again present my case and my argument beginning at verse 26, reading just, just one verse. Just one verse. From the King James translation. You will find these words written on this wise. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? Again, for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Thank you. We pray that the Most High will add a blessing to the hearers and the doers of his precious and majestic and profound word. Our subject for today is entitled, A Soul for Sale. A Soul for Sale. We solicit your prayers. A Soul. For sale. A soul for sale. Any man who doubts 
the very integrity of all other mortal men is likely to utter the words that every man has his price. That means, of course, that a person's loyalty, love, or support has a price tag. Their love and their loyalty and their support can be bought. A serious verdict such as this puts a person's soul, their essential honor and character, as well as their being, It puts it on a level of houses, land, and other commodities that's transferable. Oh yes, we expect to see signs on homes and houses and commercial buildings that says for sale. And we are not shocked at all when we see for sale signs on automobiles and SUVs. However, we are all dismayed and distraught at the very thought of a price tag on a person walking down the street. And if you really stop to think about this, this very nation, this country known as the U.S. of A., the United States, really never has overcome or overcame or has gotten over the degrading bitterness of the era of slavery. There was more debasing about slavery than the ideology of human beings on auction blocks. A disturbing picture is painted across the canvases of our minds when we see pictures of men, women, and children being examined and bought like horses and cattle. But not even slavery could not buy and sell the soul. Although there have been moments where it has because you did have melanated folk 
that did sell their souls and their morale and their principles just to be in the good graces of those who hated them the most. Make absolutely no mistake about it. There is an abundant evidence that many in the cruel clutches of the slave trader in spite of the tainted ecology or environment that surrounded and honeycombed them, they retain their essential integrity, their personhood, their manhood, their womanhood. And even though there were not even slavery could contract the sale of their souls. And especially in times such as these, you better take heed to the words of Yahusha HaMashiach because there are far too many of us that have slapped a price tag on our souls too cheaply. You know they are. Far too many of us have slapped the price tag on our souls, on our lives, on our personhood, on our manhood, on womanhood. You know it. And then you sold your soul for pennies, nickels, quarters, dimes, 50 cent pieces. You know you did. Sad, really. But it is a reality. And none of us really talks about it now. But we're going to talk about it for the next few moments. We have to talk about it. Many, many years in the long ago, there was a ruler of the Franks, and his name was Charlemagne. Not Charlemagne the God from the Breakfast Club, not him, but Charlemagne, the benevolent ruler of the Franks who ruled 46 years of the Franks. He left a record of loyalty to faith, conviction, and education. 
And when Charlemagne passed away from this world to immortality, this wise and honored king was not buried as if he was sleeping in his shroud in a reclining position. Oh no. It is said that, rather, he was buried seated on a throne in robes of state with an open Bible on his knee and one dead cold finger pointed to the words of Yahusha HaMashiach that lives on. When kings and emperor and empires are dead, Charlemagne the wise ruler of the Franks who ruled honorably for 46 years with his dead cold finger pointed to the words of Yahusha that still lives on to this day even long after kings, queens are dead and empires are dust and debris. The very words of our text. And Yahusha asks the question For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Now, Believe it or not, every man, woman, and child that roams the face of this earth is for sale. Every person is indeed for sale. It is only a matter of for what or how much. Don't fool yourselves. All of us in this world are indeed negotiable. Now, we may have valiant and gallant attempts to stand on dead center doing no business in loyalty and allegiance and love, stubbornly trying to be completely neutral. But if you really think about it, Neutrality is not our natural estate. No man can assume neutrality in the world of realism. Think about it. How foolish is this? Somebody is saying, I will neither eat nor fail to eat. I will be neutral or I will neither breathe nor fail to breathe. I will be neutral. How foolish. As in the physical realm, so it is also in the spiritual realm. We are made to be used. We are made to love and be loved, to spin and be spent. The challenge, the matter is not whether our souls are to be claimed or owned by 
somebody or something else. The real question is, rather by whom or by what? So yes, beloved, yes, brothers and sisters, yes, sons and daughters of the Most High, indeed, ma'am, and indeed, sir, your soul, my soul, is indeed for sale. Now, in order to find out whether that person is bringing a fair price, we ought to examine the commodity. Here's a few questions to ask. What is a human soul? How do we measure its worth? See, a human soul is the totality of our personhood. Underneath flesh and blood, sinew and bone, we are persons who love and persons who hate. We are people who worship and people who work. We are people who respond to the Most High and to humanity. And we are those who dream and we are also those who dare. The question is, how much is that worth? The time has come for me to submit to you that we must have an examination. We need to examine a lot more who we are before we set a price tag on ourselves. I also must submit to you today that what we call the most ordinary person is an amazing and fantastic wonder. Here's another question for you. Have you ever considered that the Most High Yahuwah has fixed you so that there never has been another you? Never your identical likeness in the long sweep of humanistical history you consider that there was there was never another you with the same emotional balance, the exact talents, or a precisely similar mind or imagination. Oh no. And you know what? There will never be another you. In other words, what I've been trying to tell you and get you to see for yourself is you are custom made. From head to toe. If the world is to go on for another millennia or 10 or 20 or what have you, understand that this world will never again see your exact duplicate. It'll never happen. 
even more important than this vastly astonishing reality and fact and truth is the fact that the Most High Himself, the Most High Yahuwah has dealt with you and me. Because each of us is made in the image and the likeness of the Most High so that deep down underneath there is indeed an essential likeness to the Most High in us. Think about it. All of us, we have an instinct towards righteousness in spite of and underneath our prone to uh, wicked ways and wicked methodologies and evil and wrong and sinister ways and acts. Yeah. We have an instinct toward holiness underneath our tendency to defy and profane our lives. Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Most High and that the Spirit of the Most High dwelleth in you? This is what you and I are worth. And it is this truth, this fact, this reality we must take into account when we ask the question, the same question Yahusha, the son of the Most High, asked, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Consider again your destiny. Consider it again. Consider again your respective destinies. Every human person, like the Most High, is eternal. This is our faith. This is our conviction. This is our belief. The persons we really are are scheduled to travel beyond our flesh. The people we really are, we have a scheduled rendezvous with immortality. We have an appointment to remove the flesh of mortality. And to go beyond our flesh. Because our bodies. Shall one day weaken and decay. And eventually will expire and die and pass away. However. Your and my personhood. Your soul quality is to go on and live as long as the Most High Himself shall live. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying 
We are all immortal beings having a mortal experience. And at the end of this mortal experience, one day, we all will die. All of us, man, woman, boy, girl, no matter what part of the world you live in, no matter what your citizenry is, you have a date with death. We all do. And there's nothing we can do to stop that eventual rendezvous. We all must die one day. Our soul will live as long as the Most High Himself lives. Or when the mountains have crumbled and the earth goes up in flames and the sky melts with fervent heat your and my essential personhood shall continue. And this is one of the many blessed hopes of the child of the Most High. Remember I said a few moments ago, my beloved brothers and sisters, that too many of us sell our souls too cheaply. There are men and women who place no higher value upon their souls than a few dollars, a few pennies, some clothes, a little earthly honor, somebody's praise of us. There is nothing that shall perish and there is nothing that shall rot, which is a fair price in exchange for what does not die. I must be comple completely honest. I must be blatantly honest. Dare say even brutally honest with you for a moment. And maybe perhaps I might have to even be morbid in order to be honest with you. And I'll make the most of it. All of the earthly prizes and our possessions that we have must be torn from our hands by the passage of time and the clutches of death. All must go. Everything must go. Everything from the fresh beauty of a young face shall one day fade with the very wrinkles of the rapidly and expeditious moving years. 
all that quick bouncy step is slowed one day by the weight of passing times. Our friends and our family separate. Our kinfolk and friends and family, they will die. There are needs in which our souls, which money cannot buy, and yearnings which honors cannot satisfy. Oh, no. Encapsulate. Or contemplate, rather. Contemplate now of the little things that you and I settle for. One moment it may be a shiny car out of style next week. A new fashion trend we will be ashamed to be seen in next year. Some little honor that will turn to dust. Let every width and breadth of the earthly pride vastly expand to whatever dimension you can conceive. And you know you are worth more than the babbles and the prizes and the petty distinctions and the false values. You and I have heard stories of how people have a hunger and a thirst to be able to make it to the mainstream. You desire to be the best actress in the world, the best in the world, the best singer in the world, the best comedian in the world, you believe you were put here on this earth to entertain. But then you find out that your, your talent alone, your supernatural talents and abilities, your God-given talents is not enough. You discover that sometimes you have to put yourself in degrading positions. You have to put yourself in degrading positions to make it to the next level. You have to do things and you have to say things you never thought you would have to say, you would have to do to subtract your personhood, to subtract your manhood, to subtract your womanhood. We've all heard the stories of how these celebrities got to where they are. Your principles are severely put to the test. You know it. I know it. Hear the question of Yahusha again. As he asks us, 
what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Midst the din and strife of our time, nothing is clearer than the truth of the Most High. That is our only hope. Because everything else is sinking sand. Gain the whole world. What is it? What is it? I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what it is. The whole world. The whole global community. Is a vast nervous disorder that's headed for flames and destruction because of its unrepentant spirit, its unrepentant mindset, the psychological apparatus and hygiene of the majority of men. Continues to erode. Majority of us have everything that only others have dreamed of. Yet we don't have the most high in our lives. Something's wrong. Something is wrong. Think about it. Modern science and human dysfunction. Human sinfulness have intertwined or combined to pull the mask of splendor off of this ugly, doomed, sin-cursed, sin-laden world. All of us smiled in a superior way at the old ideas and ideologies of wars and rumors of wars, of signs in the sun and the moon dipping in blood, and the earth going up in smoke. Now we stand with the possibility of things going too horribly wrong. A fate so horrible, a fate so scary and frightening and intimidating, it's too horrible to imagine. Rockets, war weapons of mass destruction, Rockets juggling and missiles waving on in this world casts a long dark shadow over the future of this earth. There's a few more things I must address to you and I'm going to close. As I close, I want to tell you this. 
let us not be too grim about this ordeal. I personally believe that those of us that are obedient to the will and the ways of the Most High, our best days are ahead. You say, preacher, destruction edges near in one way or another. That's true. Another one of you may say, trouble is all in the air. That's true too. But my Bible tells me to seek refuge in the Most High. My Bible tells me to seek refuge in Him who knows tomorrow. My Bible tells me to seek refuge in him who created me, you, us, in his image and after his likeness. My Bible tells me to seek refuge in the best knower, the creator and sustainer of all things. My Bible tells me to seek refuge in him who spoke this world into existence, calling worlds to twirl. My Bible tells me to seek refuge in him who spoke this world into existence, causing worlds to twirl and putting planets in their proper place in space. My Bible tells me that there is no other shelter except the Most High Himself. I know of no other shelter except Yahusha HaMashiach because He is the only one that is the hiding place from the tempest. He is the only shadow of a great rock in a weary land. Safe where? Nowhere. Except in the care. And in, in, in the keeping of the most high. I've been hearing too many people. And so many people speak of dreadful possibilities. When they say they know the most high. And what do they say? One says some cosmic replacement. But the scripture tells us I saw a new heaven and a new earth. According to John. Another one contemplating his own demise. Said but we know that. If this earthly house is dissolved. We have another building that's not made with hands eternal in the heavens can't you see you and I recognize that this world is going down every day this world continues to grow worse and worse and worse and worse because people are not people anymore it's a sad report to tell you people aren't people anymore. 
You got people that's willing to use people and love things. But I must serve notice on all of you that's listening to me as I close. That even, even if you have tears in your eyes, you seek refuge in him. Seek refuge in him that continues to put clothes on your back. Continue to seek refuge in him to put shoes and socks on your feet. Continue to seek refuge in him that keeps a roof over your head, the electricity on, the heat, the gas on, because everything is sinking sand. That's all I got for you today. I know that we live in a world where everything is down these days. People talk down. People act down. People look down. People talk down. Some of them are even low down. But what you must do, you seek refuge. In the name of the Most High. Stay strong. Don't let nothing and nobody hinder you from achieving greatness. Continue on because your redemption draws nigh. You stay strong. Because there is nothing except the Most High that is worth all that we are. If you're going to put your soul for sale, my advice to you is to put your soul in heaven's insurance company. Because you're going to be in better hands than all states. I'm out of here. Don't give up. You keep moving forward. Seek refuge in the Most High. And when you do put a price tag on yourself, give yourself over to love, honor, justice, equality, freedom, justice, peace. Give yourself over to the most high. That's what you do. That's your sermon today. May the Most High bless you. May He keep you. Going to open the doors.
and extend an invitation now to discipleship. Can we see one to join us today? going to play just one brief selection. The door is open. Seek, and he shall find. Knock, 
service for today. I pray that you were uplifted truly and inspired by the message and the song service. That's my prayer for you. You you got something out of it. You were strengthened by it. You were sobered by it. You were enlightened. You were uplifted. You were illuminated. That's my prayer for you. We're getting ready to go. We're going to have our final prayer, the benediction, and we shall dismiss. Let us pray. Gracious and eternal Father, again, thank you for this hallowed and precious moment. Thank you for the preached word on today. Thank you for those that listen. Thank you for those that will listen later on. I hold up all of our sons and daughters of yours, Father, before you. And whatever their needs are respectfully, I pray that you'll meet them. You'll strengthen them. You'll empower them. And we pray that we will not ever depart from thy presence. Pray that we would always be in thy presence and we pray that we would always be a blessing to you. Thank you for your blessings and your kindness and your generosity and your patience with us. Thank you for not giving up on us and thank you for giving us the strength not to give up on ourselves. Thank you for all that you're doing. For it is in your name we do pray. Unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his throne. May the Most High Yah bless you. May the Most High Yah keep you. May the Most High Yah continue to shine his face up upon you. May the Most High Yahuwah continue to give you shalom, give you peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May y'all bless you. Don't forget Wednesday night Bible study around 7.30, 7.45, 8 o'clock around that time period. And then next Sabbath is the first day of our revival. Until then, peace and blessings be upon you. Shalom.